The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 119, recorded October 26, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the KyberCast team. The other half with me is... Michael Diaz. How's it going, Jim? Michael Diaz. I'm Consado. That's how I'm doing. I am muy, estoy muy casado. That's really bad uh, Spanish for, I'm, I'm pretty tired. I think it's because I got the flu shot yesterday. It's catching up with me today. I, I haven't gotten mine yet. I need to. We got it from work. For well, those that were willing. I worked in it while I was in Portland. You got it in Portland? So I missed out. Oh, your work What's did that? it while you're important. Your work did it while you're important. Got it. And yes. So uh, other, other than that, I'm good. We've got a ton to talk about because, you know, we got to see Dune on Sunday and we're going to talk about that as our main topic. Yeah, we saw it together. We did. We did a, In a theater, a field trip and uh, a great, good, I'll say a, a really good to great theater experience. Uh, the sound was so good. But we'll get into that. Yes. Later on in the show. I do want to give a quick shout out to a mutual friend of ours whose birthday it is today. And he's in New York right now. And that's our friend Rudy. It's his birthday today. Oh, no kidding. I didn't know. Yeah. He is the giver of much entertainment. He is. Does not like Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. <laughs> that's because he's a smart man. Um. Whoa. Well, I like half Shots fired. I like the first. I don't, they've heard enough of that on a prior right. show. Um, do you want to jump in the news? What's going on with you? Anything uh, you want to talk about before we jump into the news? Uh, no, I just, uh, I will say this, even though we do not receive any kind of ad dollars at this point, Joe oh. convinced me to go see the movie with him at <laughs> Studio Park, which is in downtown Grand Rapids, right? where we record this podcast. Well, in the GR area. Right. I had not been. It's owned by Celebration, which is a local chain. And I have to admit, it's a really nice theater. It was nice. Super nice. The seats, everything is fantastic. The sound is amazing. The screens are awesome. Yeah. And but, we uh, went, we went like early. We were, we're old people. We went Sunday, <laughs> Sunday matinee. Um, if anybody here is, you know, watches football, the best thing to do is to go to the theater because we don't have a football team in in Michigan. <laughs> Not worth watching anyway. No. But yeah, what, what I think we'll talk about I'll talk about theater more later in the um <clears throat> in the review because you know what? I I think that's an important part of this movie. Uh, 100%. And we'll talk about that later. But there is some good news because Michael and I went into this movie thinking are we going to get uh short shrifted in that we might really enjoy it but we'll never see part 2. And that's not the case because the news has dropped that they have okayed or greenlit the uh, Dune Part 2 and uh, 2023, allegedly. October, yeah. I think October 23rd or something like that. Yeah. 
or maybe I think maybe that date's not right, but it is 2023. So almost literally two years to the date after this one came which, out. Which leads me to believe they kind of had that anyways, because I thought if they were going to wait much longer, it would be a three-year wait. Because if you haven't started exactly. anything, like, so there must have been some things in the hopper. Now, now, clearly they don't have to get into art direction. They know where the movie's going. Like, there's some things that they don't have to figure out because they've already figured it out. You well, know, I, I'm assuming the script has been written. Oh, I would assume that, but I also assume like, you know, they know they know how they're going to color. Like, there's a lot of things they already know because they shot this. They don't have to figure out like, what do the costumes look like? They've kind of got those. They've shot some flash forward scenes. So who knows, who knows what they actually shot too? They could have shot some full scenes that are from that script because they shot flash forward scenes, right? Right. So we don't know what, what they have in the can already. Um, we'll talk about that again later, but the good news is they're going to do it. Now I'll ask you this, Michael, was this all marketing to get people to go see it? Cause you might not get the sequel if you don't see this. Um, do you think they were going to green light it? And like, it was probably, let's say technically it was green lit like two months ago. Mm, I don't know that. I mean, I don't know that they're that devious or, you know, I could be wrong. It could be a, a fantastic marketing stunt. <clears throat> I wouldn't put anything past anybody devious. I'm watching the show Dope Sick on Hulu, and you do not no, want to know. True. <laughs> that's true. You do not want to know what pharmaceutical companies do. Um, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to believe it wasn't that devious, but uh, I guess whatever, you know, whatever needed to happen to get a part two mm-hmm. greenlit, I mean, almost anything I'm okay with. I mean, We'll get into a review of the movie, but right. it definitely ends where you're like, this story's not done. And we talked about that after the movie. We we're like, you know what? Marketing wise, they kind of like, they didn't tell anybody in commercials that this was called Dune Part One. So for yeah. those that don't know the, the in-depth as much as we do, right? We knew from the get-go that it was a part one because we've been following this. But if you're just a casual person that wants to see a big movie and you went by the commercials, or previews trailers trailers and then you went into the theater and the first thing you see is dune part one you'd be like what i i think you'd be what i think that was pretty disingenuous yeah i don't understand why they didn't call this just dune part one because even even now on the posters and stuff it just says dune right i so i I think it was just uh I, i think that's intentional i don't know why other than, you know, because the first, uh, the David Lynch version, they kind of condensed everything. I didn't watch it. I may go back and watch it now um, to see the differences because they're both on HBO Max. Um, I yeah. actually own the David Lynch. Yeah, but you never unwrapped it, you said, right? Uh, well, I also, I think I also own a digital copy too. Right. No, I own, I, I own a digital copy of the 1984 version, but I also have the sci-fi miniseries that I haven't. I've never seen that. I don't even know where to find that. I bought it years ago. Like I was young and had too much money and would buy anything that I thought, Oh, I want to watch this at some point. Like I bought all five seasons of, uh, Babylon five. Right. And I think I watched the first season (laughs) and I have them all on DVD, you know, cutting edge technology. Right. Yeah. It'll last though. (laughs) Well, yeah, but, They've already been upgraded to Blu-ray, and now there's yeah, a yeah. remastered version on HBO Max. So I'm like, oh, I probably will never watch these now because why not watch it on HBO Max? Throw them on the in eBay. HD. Throw them on the eBay. So, anyways, we, we, I think we'll get more in depth into Dune, obviously, in a minute. But uh, I just thought it was a disingenuous marketing 
and uh you know when you walk in a theater and the first thing you see is dune part two you're like, or part one you're like i i just think that's a bad that's that's a bad beginning in my opinion well uh so when i went out to portland i think i mentioned last episode um a friend of the groom who i met um he had a dune tattoo you know, really? right down along his arm, he had the three lines that start, you know, fear is the mind killer. Yeah. So obviously a fan. Sure. We're going to do that. And uh, we were actually discussing that today before we saw that it had been greenlit for part two. And one of my concerns, and it's still a concern, maybe not as much now after I've read the uh, piece from Deadline. Yeah. But originally my concern was, okay, it's not doing gangbusters if you're looking through the you know, no. filter of 2019, right? Correct. It's getting solid numbers, but not enough where you go immediately, oh yeah, they're going to make another one. Right. I mean, it's not doing end game numbers. However, once you put the COVID lens over it, it's yeah. doing pretty well considering, especially like we all know, it's also same day streaming. Yeah. I, I don't know what the budget was. 170 million or something? Hundred, I think 165 million, somewhere around there. So, it's almost made everything back. Well, like they say, well, they made well counting. I know they made like two hundred and seven million globally. I mean, uh, in Europe and stuff before it opened here in the states. So, with a fifty some million dollar opening of the weekend, I mean, they're gonna pro- they're gonna make all their money back plus double. So they're gonna, which is okay, right? So you're gonna make your hundred million. Um, but it's not like you know, Halloween which I guess is still killing it. And that was like a $25 million movie. It's made like a hundred and something. Right. So, well, it helps that it's October and people want to, sure. You know, I mean, it's planned. That's all planned. Right. Um, but well, here's the thing. So with Dune, yeah, it was 165, 170 million just for the film, but usually Markle marketing is just as much. Oh, right. That's what I mean. It's going to, it, it will. Uh... So will it break even? probably will actually post a profit for Warner Brothers. I'm not so sure it will. Right. But they're using it as a loss leader because there were hints that they were going to greenlight it. Greenlight it. I mean, even just this last week as they're getting ready for the release. Executives right. from HBO or Warner Brothers, I should say, were saying, without saying they had greenlit it, they were all for it. And we also know we're getting that series on HBO Max, Dune, what is it, the, uh, is it called the Benny Gesserit or the Sisterhood or something like that? Right, right. We know that's coming and that was not canceled. So again, I think HBO Max, like every other film that came out this year, they used it as a loss leader to get more people to subscribe to HBO Max. Because the wording, if you read the article in Deadline, there's no ifs, ands, or buts that it's going to be a theatrical first and, you know, not only because eventually it's streaming, but, you know, that first few, three months, it's only going to be available in the theaters. Right, right. And uh, one thing I did learn about this movie is I finally learned how to say uh, the director's name. I had been calling him Dennis. I apologize. Is Denny. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> He's French, so it's... it's uh, <laughs> Well, of course, Denny Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Villeneuve yeah. Well, Villeneuve, Villeneuve, I think. Villeneuve, I can't say his last name, but it's Denny. It's all right. He's he's in America. Speak American. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just being an asshole. Because if you're in France, they'd expect you to speak French. They don't care what you are. 
Exactly. I've been so, there, so I can tell you that <laughs> a couple times. So, like I said, I was concerned they, and I still am a little bit, not too much, but I am a little concerned that they they were going to give the second movie like short shrift and not as much money. But we also know after reading the book, you know, there's a lot of action in the second part. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of fights, so, and so it's going to be more money. Um, they'll be fine. They'll well, make yeah, what they, they got the money. I mean, so, but just to put in perspective, so Dune took in 40 million over the weekend. And uh, I believe that Shang-Chi was 90 million in its opening weekend. But Shang-Chi didn't stream at all. No. No, it is a big difference, but doubles a lot. I don't know if it would be double because HBO Max is not as big of a a subscription as as Disney Plus. That's true. That's true. Not even close. And well, also Shang Chi is part of the MCU. So that that right there, I think Shang Chi right there, the fact that it's part of MCU gives it a you know fifty million boost right there. Right. Just that, because that was a tough one though. It was a tough one though. It was new, but you it's know, a new person. Nobody knows. I would say nobody, but I would say nobody really understands. They're not a huge. Um, um, he's not a huge hero name to the to the to the masses of people. He's not a list, correct? Right. He's not Captain America. I get that. Right. But Marvel has a well established track record. This film here, almost completely new. Yes, there was a version in eighty four, but that was uh, was that UA? I think they put it out. Okay. So. So. Um. According to Variety, Dune was watched by 1.9 million households from Thursday to Sunday. I don't, I don't know what you extrapolate box office wise. Is it two people per household? Is it three? So, well, even if you go one per household, and you throw on a low budget, like a low price of ten bucks per person, that's 190 million dollars, right? No, 1.9. You said 1.9 million households. Okay, 1.9 households. So that's another 19 million. Right. If you're considering 10 bucks a ticket. Right. But yes, more than one person's watching it. So double it. Let's say on average two. Okay. So So at least another $38 million. So there you go. There's your 80 million. There you go. It's not a bad opening. No, not at all. It did better than, uh, it streamed better than, uh, um, I believe. It's lower than than Suicide Squad and more than Snyder Cut, according to the really? according to Collider dot com. So give them credit because they gave the answers and I did not. <laughs> well, they have a staff. They do. We do. You have me. Yeah, we have. <laughs> we we are our own. But anyways, so all that say, I was a little worried, but the more I'm hearing about it. You know, I don't know how, I mean, if, if they cut the budget on this one, they're screwing themselves. Yeah, I don't think they will. I think they know what they're doing because they know that they're going to bring all people into uh, the theater. Well, and I'm also curious, like, how much has Javier Bardem made for this? Because he's sure, in it for like yeah. maybe two minutes screen time. I'm sure it's a contract for three movies or whatever. Well, and here's the other thing. and. Well, well, no, we'll talk about this later. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about this later. All right, so let's move talk in. Let's jump through the news then because, you know, we've got a lot of Dune to talk about. It's it's Dune Nation today. Um, but for me, 
the offspring of Dune in some way, shape, or form is Star Wars. And that's why, you know, that's my love. Um, got a couple of things of news. And one of them is, it looks like Hayden Christensen may be in Ahsoka. It's not confirmed, although I believe, uh, what's her name that's playing Ahsoka? Um, what's her name? Tell me her name. I forgot her name. Uh, oh, man. Rosario Dawson. Come on, Michael. Yes, thank you. Come on. Um, the funny thing, I, I know all this stuff, but now I'm 48. I, uh, you're, you're, it doesn't you're, quite as quickly as it used to. You don't have a flash drive in your head. You have a disc. It's just got to spin up. <laughs> right. That, Hold on, it's spinning up. Yeah. <laughs> um, she tweeted uh, something to that. I don't have it in front of me. This is off my own memory. Uh, hey, Sky Guy, they know snips. <laughs> that was her tweet. <laughs> Um, something like that. I don't know if that's the exact word, but something to that effect. Uh, you know, what do you, what, what's your take on that? We've got, we've got Hayden Christensen in confirmed for Obi-Wan. Um, yep. and it looks like he may play a role in Ahsoka. What do you think it'll be? Do you think it'll be flashback? Do you think it'll be new? Do you think it'll be, it has to be flashback? It, has to be it doesn't flashback. have to be anything. They can figure it out. They can write, they can write everything because at this point it's after return of the Jedi. Yeah. He's dead. Mm-hmm. For, he came out right. as a force ghost. We know he's already a force ghost. We saw it at the end of Return of the Jedi. Right. That's why I would expect a force ghost. That's what I'm saying. Is it flashback okay. or is it force ghost? Okay. I you said you said it, you I, said it had to be a flashback, and I'm like, no, okay. it doesn't have to be a flashback. Apologies. I meant that it couldn't. It should not be anything new. We don't need any more resurrections like fucking hell. No, no, no. I think will he come to her in as a force ghost, which would be new. That would be new, and I'd be okay with it. Yeah, the only thing I would that would make me upset is that they didn't use Anakin at like the in any of the sequels. They, you know, they didn't show, uh, you know, Anakin at the end of Rise. Of There's somebody did a a fan cut or something where they put all the Force ghosts in when Ray was getting ready to strike down Palpatine, which was really cool, and that was rumored to happen. They were going to bring everybody in the studio and do all the Force ghosts. Um, look it up on YouTube. It's really cool. It makes that scene that much stronger. Like when you know, the should've. voices are coming to her, like get up, Ray, like they start walking in. That would have been amazing. That would have been cool. Um, but anyways, I, 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 do you think it's a good thing, bad thing, or you don't care? Um, you know, honestly, I'm neutral on it. It's not that surprising only because yes, we're going to see him in Obi-Wan, but obviously in Obi-Wan, He's still alive. He's still Vader. Right. We don't even know how we're going to see Anakin and or correct, Hayden correct. and Obi Wan. I mean, it, we may just see if there may be a flashback. It may be a, a fight where maybe Kenobi knocks some pieces of helmet off or something. Who the hell knows? Right. But that one was less surprising. This one a little surprising, but I don't know. I, I guess, like I said, I'm neutral on it. Um, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Darth Vader. I mean. I, we've gone on at length about how his scene in Rogue One was pure perfection. Um, but, you know, I, a little Vader goes a long way. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I totally get it from the Obi-Wan standpoint. For the Ahsoka series, there is no Vader, right? Because it's all post. So we know it's either got to be a Force ghost or a flashback. Right. I kind of like the idea of a Force ghost in that, like, if... If, let's say there's a a, a spinoff Grogu series, 
with okay. Luke, right? Wouldn't it be cool if Anakin was force ghosting with Luke a little bit? I would that dig would be cool. that would be sweet. I would dig that. So if this lays some foundation, I would dig that. I'd be into that, but again, why didn't he show up in the prequels? Because the or fuck, sequels. because the idiots that did all the sequels didn't think everything through. Clearly, we we've discussed that. Yeah. Well, like 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 make a good point. Like why would why would uh, you know Ben Solo or Kylo Ren be praying praying or talking to Grandfather's mask when Anakin comes and says, "Hey, dipshit, I'm your grandfather, I'm Anakin." This is what happened. There's no reason right. to follow us. Like that's just bizarre. Like that in, in and of itself is a miss. Right. Like you have him talking to a mask. Now, I can be the devil's advocate and say, well, the the emperor clouded his mind the whole time and didn't let him even make the connection. Who the hell knows? I mean, you can you can spin it, but it would have been better if they had, you know. Like to me, I know Yoda was cool and it was great to see Yoda in Rise of Skywalker or in Last Jedi, but if that would have been Anakin, people would have lost their shit. True, true. <laughs> it would have made more sense too for Luke to talk to him, right? It would have been great. Yeah. 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 Would have been awesome. So once again, we've we've noted lots of mistakes in the sequels. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> doesn't mean even if you enjoyed them, it's okay to point out mistakes. There's plenty of mistakes in, oh, yeah, in a lot of movies. It doesn't mean it's, you know, this or that. Anyways, uh the second Star Wars news is it looks like it's not confirmed completely, but Andy Serkis may be in the Andor series. And it doesn't say he's playing Snoke. If for those that do know the people, he did play Snoke. Um, but that doesn't mean he has to play Snoke. I mean, Andy Serkis is an all-around actor. He's playing uh, in the new The Batman movie, he's Alfred. Uh, he's also great in Black Panther and, and the Marvel Universe. That was a great one. I forget his name. Claw. What's his name? Claw. Claw, right? He was great in that. I mean, he's just, yeah. he's just he's well, a good, good character. And you got to remember, too, he's also really well known for motion capture. Well, that's what I meant. Is he going to be Snoke again? Or he could be anything. He could be literally exactly. any, anything. He could be any alien. Right. Different voices so, and whatnot. But uh, Exactly. Um, anyways, that's the rumor. I, I don't think it's Snoke. It would be stupid to have Snoke because technically this is four years before the Battle of Yavin. So, yeah, please don't be Snoke. Well, why would there be a Snoke? There shouldn't be, but no. If, who's steering this ship? <laughs> right? uh, Filoni and them. So I don't think it will be. Sure, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Not for the Andor series. It's the guy who wrote or came in the, and fixed the movie, technically, uh, is the showrunner. <laughs> Well, he didn't fix it. He just took it back to Star Wars. What they, you know, we said before they they wanted a war movie and they gave him a war movie. Like, oh crap, this is dark. Let's bring it back a little bit. Um, yeah, that's 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 kind of the news where I where I found anything that I'm missing. No, I thought I posted more news this week, but uh, I, I'm still looking at our uh, Twitter feed. And no, that's that's it. Okay. Anything? Um, I don't know. I'm at comicbook.com and all that stuff, and I don't see anything that is breaking or crazy. Um, I'm sure we missed something. And our fans can let us know. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, there was a goofy thing. I don't have this written down. I don't know if you follow it or not, but there's been like a huge argument on, uh, this is a DC thing, um, between, you know, the Batgirl show or Batwoman show? Yeah. And Ruby Rose like left the series after like season one. Oh yeah. There's like a shit ton uh, of misconduct and stuff like that and craziness. 
Uh, that's a pretty big battle because they're uh, it, it happens to come out when I think season three or two of that Batwoman is is coming back to the CW. But uh, it's kind of a big deal. I, mean, I think if you're I yeah, know. but right now at this point, it's I don't know why wait a year to say something, right? Right. She said it, what something about horrible working conditions and whatnot. And Maybe there was an MDA or something. But. Maybe, but. Anyway, it's, it, it was something I've been following, if anybody else is following. And I still have to watch the last uh, Titans. Uh, the season finale of Titans is now out. Which could, of, could lead to our geek this week, if you want. Hey, there you go. Go for it. What you uh, got? Um, You know what, Michelle and I, I was talking about Lock and Key season one last week. Well, we finished season two already. <laughs> You guys tore through that. It was it's ten episodes, roughly forty five minutes each, and um, that's just what we did over the weekend after we watched Dune. We did basically watch Saturday, Sunday. Um, it's kind of crappy weather here anyway, so yeah, it was. Fall is definitely here now. Yeah, so yeah, we watched that. It's a good series. Um, fun little crazy thing about, uh, like I said last week, the 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 Locke family, and. They live in the key house and there's a lot of like special keys and demons and whatnot. So good for Halloween. If you hear this before the Halloween weekend, it's not, you know, gory or anything like that, but it's a fun little show. Check it out on Netflix. Nice. If you'd like, uh, that's pretty much what I did. How about you? Cause it's, but we recorded last Thursday and now it's Tuesday. So it's kind of a shortened geek this week to be honest with everyone. Right. Right. Uh, nothing really geek worthy other than, uh, I, I am, I'm still reading. Uh, I I picked up that book. This will be this will all be over soon. A memoir by Cecily Strong from SNL. Yeah, I saw you posted it, that. Yeah, it's it's not really geek centric. It's just basically a, a memoir loss of her uh, a cousin and then uh, relationships and then a year of COVID basically. But oh wow! I think she's bad. pretty young. So I'm like, boy, that's pretty quick to write a memoir. Well, it's, it's not her, about her, like I said. It's about loss. And oh, okay. It's good, but like I said, not super geek-centric, but that's what I'm reading right now. I'm, I seem, it seems to be either I read martial sci-fi or women's memoirs. I don't know. Yeah, what's with I, that? I have no idea. I'm sure a psychologist would have plenty to say. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> but, sure they would. Um, well, I did have a, you know, I didn't put it in the notes, but I actually do have a small geek this week. Okay. In that... Uh, after after we saw the movie, obviously we'll talk about that in a minute. You know, we discussed it after, and I discussed it with Shaylee Moore that night. Mm-hmm. And I started because it's on HBO Max. I threw Dune on, got about 10, 15 minutes into it, and said, "It's getting late already. I don't have time to watch all this right now, but I'm definitely going to watch it again later this week." So started watching Dune, and then said, "Hold on, I don't. I need to go to bed." So that that might say something how how much I appreciate it. Dune. Yeah. I need to watch it again. I'll watch it. You know, now I, I'm fine. We'll, we'll talk about it later, but uh, yeah. Um, but well, before, since you're, you're done with your, your news or your geek this week, then you know what time it is. It's time for a little plug. <laughs> this is really tough for, for at least for me and, and Michael. I know we don't, we're not ones to like, again, try to shill for money, but if we don't tell you, you're never going to know. And, you know, True. we started a Patreon page a couple, about a month ago, not quite a, well, about a month ago. Um, and it's patreon.com slash kybercast. And basically it just helps us take care of the little things here with the show, um, the fees that we have to pay for certain things, just so it gets out to you guys. And if you'd like to help the show, we have a, 
a $1, a $3, and a $5 tiers at, um, again, patreon.com slash kybercast. If you'd like to give us a little hand in keeping this production rolling, we're going to do it as much as we can. Um, we're not, you know, this is no threat to say we're not going to do it. We're not HBO, HBO Max saying, you know, <laughs> if you do well, you'll get another one. But, uh, um, you know, we, we're not doing this to make money, but if you guys want to help, uh, you know, help us cover some of the charges, that would be great. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's our plug time, which, you know what we've, we've been forcing this. We've been trying not to talk a lot about it because we had other stuff to talk about, but here we are Dune. We've done the book. Finally, we've done the book. We, if you look back at our past podcast, we, we actually read the book as a podcasting group. We had some people chime in, um, I really enjoy doing that, which means we got to get, you know, as the winter starts coming in, we definitely have to pick a new book. We got to pick something okay. soon. Um, I don't know what that is. I would, I would love to be a high Republic book, but I don't think, I think we're too far out for that for you. But uh, anyways, Dune theatrical release. We saw it Sunday. It's not be a very controversial review. I would think Michael, but go, you know, I'll, I'll let you start with your take. <laughs> well, you're right. It's not very controversial. Um, well, I mean, like, I don't think we're going to be different that much. We'll be, we'll be semantically different probably here and there. Yeah. 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 But I think on this one, I think you and I are very much in agreement. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I guess I'll start with this. I was so excited. I was afraid I overhyped it for myself. Oh, um, you know, the movie started, I mean, it begins with the, you know, the, uh, what is it? The subtitle and then some of the language. I don't know if it was a Harkonnen or not. Right. But it was something. And then I, I got chills. And then, of course, it went to the Warner Brothers uh, introduction. But as I was watching the movie, I don't know how long it was. But at least for this first several minutes or so, I was like, you're way too excited. You're way too hyped. There's no way it's going to live up to your expect expectations. And this happens to me a lot. Mm -hmm. Like... I didn't fully appreciate the matrix until I saw it the second time because I thought it was going to be something else or starship troopers. These are all sci-fi films that I got really super hyped about. Um, so that was my biggest concern. So I guess what I'll say is at some point I just, and this is a testament to the movie and the storytelling itself is that at some point I stopped thinking that and I just let myself go was fully immersed in the film and if there's any one thing I say, which I understand COVID is still out there, it's still a real thing, but if you can and you're able, see doing in the theater, you won't regret it. I agree. And that was number one thing. I alluded to that earlier in the podcast and that there's certain movies that are just built for this, right? They're, yeah. they're made for this experience. Um we we talked about you know the theater we went in was really good. The sound was incredible. Um, the sound was almost too loud, which is the best way to be. It has to be on the threshold of too loud. It's got to get to those little peaks in the movie where you're like, whoa, and it really pulls you in. Yes. Um, overall, you know, to your point, I don't know if I was excited, but I was concerned. Part of it was concerned because you know, with Michelle who knew nothing about it. And I'm not trying to say that people wouldn't understand it because that, that, as if somebody was dumb, I wasn't sure if the movie was going to give enough information to understand the world. 
Right. And it seems like if you didn't read the book, I was a little worried. But from what you and I have learned, that wasn't the case. Uh, they seem Correct. to, you know, both both are are others. Um, well, I seem did, to enjoy it and understand it to what they needed to understand. They need they understood what they needed to. I did put Shaley through a primer of sorts. Oh, I did not. I didn't do anything that I want to see where Michelle was, and I'd tell her oh. later. Shaley was concerned she would have questions and didn't want to. Obviously, we couldn't stop it. Like if we were at home, we could pause and she right. ask questions. We can't obviously do that in the theater. So we actually spent uh, a fair amount of time on Saturday night, maybe about an hour, where she asked me questions. Oh, I thought you were going to say, we spent an hour watching it on HBO Max. And then I. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, she asked me questions. We talked about some stuff. And then I think I found this video that said it was like 10 minutes long, like, watch this before you watch Dune. Oh, cool. It kind of quick gives you a, not necessarily a, a Cliff's Notes of the story, but enough, just gives you enough background so you know what's what. Right. And Shaley was happy she did that because she said it was well put out in the story. Uh, she understood it and then it all made sense. Right. But she is glad we had the discussion. But you, like you said, Michelle, you gave her no kind of primer at all. No, I think she, I think she got what the movie, the, the movie did what it was supposed to do and set up what they needed to see. What people will miss obviously is all the subtext and like the, there's a lot of cultural things that you did not learn about about the Fremen that maybe right. we'll learn in part two, but I feel like we learned it earlier in the book. I believe. Yes. I believe we learned at least, you know, I, I believe it's a little bit earlier. Um, but in general, really, really enjoyed the film. Like I, I really liked it, uh, but not in the way of like a Star Wars. Right. I think there was some there was some marketing out there saying, you know, the next it, it would like be like Game of Thrones, this and this. And it was like the new Star Wars. I'm like, this is not no. Star Wars. It's not even close. Well, it's, it's not supposed to be. You know? No, 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 no. I'm not saying it should or, you know, or it's supposed to be. Uh, it, this is a different tone and feeling like I wouldn't say like to my, you know, hey, take a 10 year old. Like, is it going to have such good adventure? Like, that's not what this movie is. There's a lot of. You know, it, it, this is, an, uh, I'm not going to say adult, but it's, it's a dark, what, what I was trying to say uh, when we were talking about it afterwards at lunch, I'm like, th th there's no fun in this. There's no fun in adventure. There's, there's circumstance and get out of. Yeah. The closest thing I think you get to fun is when Duncan, when, right when we meet Duncan, when he yeah. flies up in his ship. Yeah. You know, you know, when he, on, um, Caladan. Mm-hmm. That's probably about the most fun the movie is. Right. This doesn't mean it's no. bad. I don't mean it negatively. No. I'm just saying this is not a, a, a swashbuckling, typical hero. This is a hero's journey, but it's not. It's just not in the same vein uh, and feeling. Right. And I think you're exactly right in that it is more of an adult film. Because, you know, Star Wars, this was what, PG-13? And I get that. But the uh, the most violent of the Star Wars movies get to PG thirteen and that's it. Right. But they're not the same. No, you know, and they're not supposed to be. You know, George Lucas based a lot of Star Wars on the Buck Rogers serials from back in the day. Yeah, and Flash Gordon and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So, all that to say, though, he did it for a different audience. It's meant to be more of an not necessarily all ages, but at least kids on up, right? Right. 
older kids. Eh, maybe even no, 10 year olds. To him, 10. I think it's, he did it for 10 year olds. But the point yeah. is, go ahead. Well, just, just that. They're, they're not the same beast. No. And the thing is, Star Wars, it's an epic. No question. Is this an epic? Yes, it is as well, but not yeah. the same. Okay. Star Wars is an epic in the epic poem term of epic, right? You have a hero. The action begins what they call in Medius race. Right. That's exactly Star Wars. Right. It's Odyssey, Iliad, those things. Exactly. You're starting right in the middle of the story. There might be some flashback, but you're starting in the middle, and there's usually some, you know, hero savior character. Dune, yes, eventually, for those that have read LS that read the book, we know what Paul's journey is, but we're not starting in the middle. We're starting literally at the beginning. And Dune is world building. Yeah. Not that Star Wars isn't, but the movies are more, like you said, swashbuckling, right? Right. There's more there's more action. Right. Not to say there isn't action in Dune. Plenty. In fact, I'll give kudos to uh, the director here because I think he th- puts in the action in enough spots just when the movie is starting to get to that point where it might drag with exposition. I, I th- I've read some reviews where people think it drags. I didn't. Um, I'm going to have to watch it a second time before I can say for certain, only right. because, you know, I already knew it was coming. Right. So- I was, you know, I was questioning in my head, is this going too slow? Is it, or is it going the right speed? I think I need, you know, I had all these preconceived notions, which right. is hard for me not to do, but it, I do it. I, you I know, we probably should have said stuff about spoilers, but I don't know if this book's been out for years. Like, is it really spoilers? I don't know. I'm sorry. The book's been out for 60 years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's been a, a version in 1984 and one in 2000, whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not. If a, you're listening to this, well, we said it was review. So. I know, but I, I, I mean, I, I couldn't think you, you can't really spoil anything unless they change the story, which they did. But I do want to talk about like the difference between what we saw and what we read. Okay. You know, it, your memory is a little bit better than mine uh, when it comes I think you've read the book a couple times, right? I've only read the book once. Oh, just when we With did you. the thing? Oh, I thought you did. You, you read it a couple times. No, no. Uh, my, my previous knowledge about doing all came from the 1984 David Lynch film. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, no, I take that back. I take that back. When the movie came out, there was a comic book adaptation, and I read the comic as well. Yeah, that's probably tighter than the movie, I would assume. Yeah. Um, my point is, I, I, maybe I'm remembering the book in uh, wrong, but I, be, I I thought that there's this there's the hand scene, which is a intense in the book. It's it's one of the, it really pulls you in. I with thought the gum it, jabar and the needle. Yeah, I thought it started yeah. with that. I don't remember. There, know, there, there was some fighting and stuff at the beginning of this movie that I don't remember recall at the beginning of the book. It was like they, they shifted some pieces around. Am I wrong? Oh, they no? definitely shifted it. Okay. The, the book, 100%, and I'm saying this, and of course, it's the internet. Yeah. So I'm going to say definitively, yes, the book starts with the whole Gamjabar and all that. Mm-hmm. I think he changed it up on purpose to let us see, because it was a way for us to get st- backstory, because... Right. We don't get to that part about the Harkins, you know, and the Atreides, the Atreides taking over. Right. Until later. Right. It's the exposition. If anybody yeah. has it, seen Lord of the Rings, it's kind of the beginning of like that. Where they kind of show this early. Yeah. Which, you know what? I think. Which was good. Take, I think it was good to set up and get, get rid of oh, a lot of problems. I agree 100% because right away it's kind of, okay, let, let's face it. The beginning of Dune is pretty dry. 
Yeah. Yes, you have the trial, you know, with the gum jabar and the hand and all that. Yeah. But it takes a while before any real action happens. Right. I think the first real action is probably when uh, Duke Leto and and uh, Paul, you know, go to save the spice miners. Yeah, I can't remember what. Uh, maybe I've, I'm now I'm forgetting the movie. No, too. I take that back. The 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 needle tries to kill Paul. That was a, that was my that was the first real like, and even in the book, it's like holy shit, there's something going on. Um, right. Now they but, played that scene out really well in the movie, like really, perfectly. really well. Yeah, perfectly. But um, you know that's. How far into the book? It's not that far, is it? The well, needle part? I, You know what? <laughs> but, it, but yeah, yeah. It, but if you did the movie that way and just literally did the movie. Oh, it'd be episode, like it it would be episode five in a series, like a Netflix right? show or something. <laughs> right. So I think the way, I don't want to say he's dumb and down doing because he's not. No, he's trying to pace but, it for screen. Yes. Which it is a thing, right? Yeah, you have to. Right. So he begins with actions coming. Yep. Here's a little flash forward. There's going to be conflict. Here are the bad guys. And then it goes back to, right. you know, being on Caladan and stuff. And I think that was perfect because it let you know, it, it broke up the whole building, world building a little bit because you knew the action was coming. Right. You knew we already met the bad guys. We're going to face off against them. Now let's get up to that point. Right. I mean, they had to build up Paul before that because- Whatever abilities he has, mental abilities, fighting abilities, they showed everything that he's being taught by various people, which in the book is the same. Um, so I, I I believe that he paced Denis paced the yep. film really well for the material he had. Like there was no, it was extremely well thought thought out. One hundred percent. So to that point, you know, I, I don't agree with with. The people that that say it's a little too slow or dull simply just want maybe a pure Marvel movie or something, which this is not. This is a, this this is a an intellectual sci-fi film, intellectual sci-fi. That's what this book is. That's what the film is. Not everything has to be total popcorn. You know, this movie is not a total popcorn movie at all. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. The action pieces when they happen are fantastic. Oh yeah. I mean, they're very, they're very well filmed. They're very well staged, but I'll give it to the director here um, because even, even scenes where there's not going to be lots of massive explosions, he's able to build up the tension and keep you enraptured. Right. I mean, if anyone's seen his, one of his previous films, Arrival, I think there's like one explosion in the whole movie and one of the most exciting moments in the film, which sounds boring, but the way it's filmed and stuff is when uh, the main character, you know, translates some words. But the way it's filmed and the way it's acted, you feel that tension. And he does that here in Dune. He takes those skills that he's done in other movies. I mean, he's also done with Sicario, Mm -hmm. which is a very tense movie as well. He's able to ratchet up that tension Without, I mean, let's face it, action is easy to a degree. People see stuff blowing up, they're going to go, oh, wow. Right, 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 right. But to slowly bring you there, he's really good at it. So, um, like I said, there is action in this movie, but he slowly gets you there. And 
Right. He builds it up just perfectly. Right. Um, what do you think? So what about your take on the art direction? Does it fit when you're reading the book? So, so luckily for me, I didn't see any visuals while reading the book. You've already watched a movie. So you had a little bit like it's going to come into your head probably. Like when you pictured Paul, what was the face you saw? Was it, um, what, well, what was it? What's his name? The, that played him back then. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. Did that face pop in your head when you read the book? Cause you saw the movie. Oh, of course. Did, of course. Right? Cause that was, yeah, the original the 84 movie was right. my only. So I didn't have a, like, I knew he was out there, but that's not what popped into my face. I'll admit it was probably more Timothy Shamalama ding dong. Only because I saw me. Him. <laughs> Uh, because he was, uh, you know, in the poster, right? So to that point, but at the end of the day, like I had no idea what Gurney was going to look in my head. It was an older guy and a little more, not quite as cool looking as, you know, uh, maybe a guy that was like, you know, horseshoe bald. That was, you know what I mean? On his way out in my head, he was an older guy when I read the book, uh, um, Duncan Idaho was. I can't remember exactly how I thought, but it wasn't Jason Momoa in my head. No, in fact, Jason Momoa is bigger than I think Duncan looked in my head. Um, But anyways, what do you think? Art direction, look and feel? um, It's hard to say because, like I said, so Kyle McLaughlin came to mind, obviously, for Paul, just because of that previous movie. But what's interesting is the book, I mean, yes, it describes the planet well. Mm Mm-hmm. And it kind of, you know, it describes the, you know, treaties, you know, and how they have like, you know, hawk-like and bird-like features and how disease-ridden and gross our Harkonnens are. But, and, you know, he talks about an ornithopter and so, of course, you know, it has to look kind of like a bird. Right. But really, it's more about, he's more interested in describing the politics and all that in the in the book so there's really quite the open canvas for whatever artist and that scene um if you look at david lynch's version or you look at obviously this version or you look at the version from um the sci-fi channel right if you look at their different takes on ships the harkonnens like their armor and stuff their weapons all the different ships you see, uh, even and if you if you get the chance, um, watch uh, Jodorowsky's Dune. Have you seen that? No. It's a it's a um, uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky is a what Chilean born but French uh, writer director. He wrote comics, but he also did some avant garde films. He was originally going to do a film of Dune in the late seventies. And he got so far as like Salvador Dali was going to be part of it. Oh, and Giger. And they did a lot of, you know, pre-production work. Now, his idea for the movie was going to be nine hours long, which is way too long. Well, it's nine episode Netflix series. Right. But, you know, you can't do a film like that. No. But my point is, if you look, if you watch that the designs of the ships and everything and how they all look, they're vastly different from Lynch. Who's vastly different from Villeneuve. Who's vastly different from, you know, the sci-fi channel. So I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. The thopter, right? The grasshopper. I mean, clearly it was after a grasshopper. 
See, I found it looked more like a dragonfly. Or dragonfly, yeah, but a little bit of both. Yeah. Right, right, which is interesting because I can't remember the I actually can't remember the description in the book. I like, well, in my head I don't remember. Ornithopter means bird like flying craft. Right. <laughs> it didn't look like a bird. Now, that may have been how Herbert saw it in his mind, but obviously uh Villeneuve he saw it more as like dragonfly or insect like. Right. And I'm fine with it. I think it works. Oh, it's great. It worked awesome. So other than really the Kyle McLaughlin image of Paul, I didn't know what really to expect. And I I like the design. I like the armor. I like the ships. It all looks big and imposing, but not like I don't know. It, it looks it looks lived in, if that makes sense. Right. Which I appreciate that, you know. Star Wars is great, no question, but uh, obviously, you know, Lucas was borrowing design cues from, you know, you know, brightly painted World War II fighter craft, right? Yeah, all kind of stuff. Right. Well, that's just one example. Yep. But this this more takes a page kind of like out of Ridley Scott's book, like we saw in um, Blade Runner. Yes, it's going to be advanced and futuristic, but people actually use this shit, so it's going to look that way. Right. So... I don't know. What do you think? I, I like the art direction a lot. I like the color, like the, you know, everything about it. Uh, you know, when you hear the word Dune, it already feels depressing. Like, there, there is a, there is an oppression <laughs> feeling in this. Yep. There's clearly, cause there's an emperor and there's the, um, you know, Harkonnens, which are the bad people, right? They're, they're, I think they're played out a little more as pure evil in this than maybe in the book. In the book, I think it feels it starts out a little more political. You don't necessarily yeah. be like, you know, this job of the hut floating creature. I don't like in my head. I don't remember. I didn't have that in my head. Did you when, when the, uh, the Harkonnen leader, I forget his name now. Um, um, uh, Baron Vladimir Harkonnen. I didn't see him like that. See, again, I was not surprised by that take on him because in the 84 Lynch, he is a very large man full of covered in pustules and whatnot. Did, so, was that like that in the book? Like, I don't remember him being that ugly or whatever. I guess maybe I just don't remember. They did describe him as fat several times. Yeah. And he had those, uh, you know, he wore that belt. Yeah. The repulsors or whatever that basically. Yeah. They never, I don't think I ever really said that it helped him fly around. And I, maybe I missed it, but it, it definitely seemed like he was wearing those because he was so fat. It helped. Yeah. Him, you know, um, so I mean, it was, I thought it was great. I think he's he's right on par. I mean, it's it's this is now the definitive Dune. I would believe, like yes. like from here and further, like you cannot do better than this, which is probably the best critic you know critique you can give of any f- film that builds a world. Like I can't see you doing better than what this guy did. I agree. You know, it's like Lord of the Rings. Like I know you didn't see them, but. If you read those books and you watch those movies, like you can't beat this. I don't care if your technology is a billion times better 20 years from now. You're not going to beat this cast. You're not going to beat the people that played it and the director and the story and the people. The effects are fine. You can clean those up if you want to make them better down the road because they're, they're fine. They're good. But the way it's directed and the characters, that like even in this movie, like the characters are cast really well. The acting is done really good. You know, I, I picture Jessica being a little bit older in the book. Um, She's, you know, it's good casting here. It's, it's about what I pictured, you know. Well, actually, that's a criticism of mine because I think she's only 14, 
15 years older than Chalamet. Which I get that Chalamet is supposed to be playing a 15 year old at this point. Well, she's a concubine. It's not his mom. What is his mom? But it is his mother. Yeah. But, you know, it's not a huge, like I said, my, my criticisms are small. Yeah, well, if you like something really well and you want to be critical, that's what we do here, then they will be small. Yeah. So, but yes, well cast. I thought she was very expressive. I mean, everyone, you're right. And we're in cast, except, okay, I will say Momoa. Jason Momoa is always Jason Momoa. Yeah, I mean, but I don't picture him as like the greatest actor on the planet, but I love him. And that's okay. He's cast correctly. Right. right. He's not, you know, he's not cast as a meek person and he'll get no, no, better. No, 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 but I mean, that, yeah. that's the character. Like, in, you know, he didn't do anything that was different from the book. Right. He is the, the right. he is the Han Solo. In, in it wasn't a, in a such way. a diversion that it made you go, it was jarring. No, right. right. The only thing that jarred me is that he was shaved. <laughs> right. Right. Like, wait, that's not him. He's still too young. But you're right. The, the actors are great. I mean, Oscar Isaac has. Fantastic. This, he's got such a natural nobility to him anyway the gravitas of that role was perfect he yeah. was so good at it you, you believe that he was a uh, if you remember when i said the book i loved that character he was my favorite i was so pissed when uh spoilers he dies right, right. um because you know I, I started reading that book thinking okay here's the shitty dad and he wasn't no he's great he's a great dad he's like even if you don't want to rule you'll be everything I wanted you to be. And that's my son. Like that was a great scene. Like you, you, yes. you've never seen that kid smile. Like, like it was a really genuine, cool scene. Yes. Um, and that character is awesome. Like that. It was nice to see a good dad for once in some of these movies, you know, whereas like star Wars, they're all shitty dads. Even Han Solo is a shitty dad at the end of the whole right. thing. You know? Everybody's a shitty dad in star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> well, except yeah, for maybe bail. Bail Organ is a cool guy. Jimmy Smith. And maybe Jin Erso's dad. Yeah. Well, he got kind of fucked. <laughs> but the point is, it, 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 he uh, it was just a great character, and and you know, Oscar did a fantastic job. All of them did. Um, I wanted to ask you. I can't. Maybe you can help me re- recall the book. I don't recall. We, we don't even in the movie. I I don't know what happened to Gurney. They just ran, right? They were fighting and they said, follow me. And that was it. Like we don't, we didn't see any definitive, which we were not supposed to because Gurney pops up later on in the book. Right. You'll, we'll see him in part two. I'm guaranteed. But they didn't show anything. It was just like that one scene where all they're, they're all the Harkonnen ships are coming in and they all come out of the ships and they just do the, the Braveheart fight. Right. And that's all we saw. Like, did I miss anything in the movie that I, I'm asking you? I don't, I don't no, think no, it was, no. I that, think, that's I think where they, we lost him, right? Right. I think that's it. And they leave it at that because if you haven't read the books or know anything else, right. I think you're just supposed to assume he died like everyone else other right. than Paul and Jessica. He's dead. Right. Um, so a few of the characters I want to get into too. Like if I remember the book correctly in the Harkonnen empire or oh, not emperor, but. Stellan Skarsgård, Vladimir. Um, he had, didn't he have like two people around him? I know it's that the one guy from uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. He's Peter. Yep. He had a much larger role in the book. Yes, he was. That he that's was. what was missing for me in the Harkonnens. Like he was the smart one. Yes, and you had 
the one person I think is odd. Well, I'm trying to think. Did, they, did Dave Batista's character? That was his cousin, right? His nephew. His nephew, which in the book I thought was a more like a um, a young, arrogant, like like There's a like, like a Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, there was a yeah because he he eventually at the you know in the book they they duel and it's the whole poison. Yep. They as in Timothy or as in uh, um, Paul. They they duel. Yep. Paul and Fade. 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 Right. Mm-hmm. So we have that that character's not there yet, right? Or 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 is I haven't that, even seen him. Okay, that's what I was missing. But he was in the beginning of the book. There was a there was a, I remember a, a, a some kind of meeting at some point in the beginning of the yes. book with them, yes. and that's what's missing. So. That was my question to you. The Batista character is not that person, right? I don't think so. Or are they going to like combine so. a character and make him that person? They might. But, well, let's see. I'm going to check right now. I was going to check on Wiki to see who uh, Dave Batista played. He played Glossal Beast. Ray okay, Ray there Ron. you go. Yeah. So, not, not Fade. Not fade, but the point is they could combine characters because they, they did change a character. If you want to speak to that, oh, the doctor. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, well, Kynes, not the doctor. Kynes. Yeah, Doctor Kynes. Kynes. Yeah, Doctor Kynes. I was thinking of. Um, uh, oh no, Doctor Welling, no, Doctor You. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, they did change. Uh, doctor Kynes uh, changed. Uh, well, they don't really say. His ethnicity in the book. No, I don't care about their ethnicity. Right, but they also kinds uh, they change. Yeah, kinds change from a man to a woman, which which doesn't matter either. Yeah, well, that role think. doesn't really matter. No, but I wasn't sure if they like. Well, did they combine any characters? Did they? I don't think so. They didn't do that. So I thought maybe they would. Or they were couldn't com- combine. Um, you know, maybe Batista's character with with with. The other one. But you do make a good point. So some things were cut out of this. Now, it's still a long movie. Oh, yeah. It's what, two and a half hours, something like that? Oh, yeah. 156 minutes, so just over two and a half hours. And I'm glad they didn't go for cramming it all into three hours. Thank God they didn't. So you got to expect the next movie is going to be about the same length. I would think so. Maybe even a slightly longer. Who knows? Right. But and I, I, that's fine. The story needs what it needs. I'm okay with that. Yep. Especially if it's well done like this one is. But even then, they cut out some things. And again, another small criticism. Yeah. Now, they cut out the whole dinner scene. Right. Which is important. Now, I understand why they probably cut it out because there is a lot of buildup. But they also cut out, you know, finding the secret passages and finding right. the greenhouse. Right. They just kind of like put them in the room and let them go. Right. Yeah. So they actually cut out a fair number of scenes and included in that is some of the mach- machinations going on with the Harkonnens or Har- Harkonnens, Harkonnens, sorry, Harkonnens that build things up 
again, the movie was done well, but it seemed like the Atreides get to Dune, they check stuff out, yep. and, and shit then they're immediately attacked. <laughs> yeah, the shit goes. That's Which, not. It seemed but, to take right. only. You know, it's like, like less than two days. days. <laughs> right. Yeah, because there was like, a lot of um which they, they foreshadowed because when they did the when they saved the whatever that machine was with everybody in it to, that gathers a spice, when they saved them from the worms, there's quite a bit of space between that and the end of um of Paul's dad. Right. I mean, quite a bit of of the Duke. Um and it was having to do with like, that's where you learn the culture of the Fremen. So they, they were, you know, the, you know, the Duke knowing that there's a power on Dune that's not, it's the people, not, not the spice. Right. Um, it, it, that was played out much differently in the book. It was a little like, you know, get you there. And there's a lot of teaching between him and Paul. Mm-hmm. You know, to get to that yep. point. So if, if it lacked anything, it was that, the time that the Duke didn't really have as much time to teach Paul as he probably should have maybe in the movie. Maybe that's slight criticism. Right. Again, my criticism is slight, you know, overall, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie so much that I got home that night and wanted to watch it again. Right. And started. That's how much I liked it. So that's a testament to how good I thought the movie is. But like I said, my, my criticisms are slight. But it did seem like that window between the time the Atreides take over and the Harkonnens attack was literally like three days. Right. And that was about, I would say, almost an hour and 40 minutes in, though, <laughs> by the time we got to that. Right. So, Which I get why yeah. they condensed all that. Right. But in the book, again, it doesn't really say how long, but it seemed to take more like weeks, if not months. Right. They did. As, I do believe they, they broke. They stopped the movie at exactly where basically book two starts, right? Just about. Right. Yeah, just about. So. Which is fine because book two starts. I mean, there's a time jump. Yeah. And to that end, this this movie was filmed, what, in 2019? And it was actually a pretty quick shoot. I think maybe two and a half months. Right. Well, if you look at it, there's not much of a set. There's a few things. Exactly. I mean, there is, but there isn't. Exactly. But. So, Timothy Chalamet is now two years older. Now, he's not an old person by any means, but I'm I'm grateful. He just I mean, started, Tori, like, he just got a little facial hair, like, like there's a couple of strands. Right, but, <laughs> so now they're going to start working on the next one. So, really, between, you know, it's just 2021 now. They're working on the script. They're probably not going to start filming until 2022. Well, that's... Yeah, next month, <laughs> two months from now. Okay, but I'm talking more like mid 2022. We're probably good. I bet six they. To eight I, months I bet they start in February. We'll see. My point is, yeah. all told, there's at least three years time by the time they film oh, yeah. the first one and this one. So at least Chalamet is going to age a bit, which fits with the time jump in Dune. It wasn't years there, but there was enough of a time jump that. You know, Paul had a wife, and you, right? You know, and yeah, yeah. They got to build that. You know, there's so much more to talk about uh, in the second half of the book. But I mean, hey, seventy-seven Star Wars, eighty Empire. I mean, that's three years. It's typical for good stuff. I oh, think. oh yeah, yeah. So, 
Yeah, I, you know, I, I think people going into this that don't know anything about the book, I wouldn't expect an Empire sequel because it's really one story. It's book one, you know, it's one book. So that's something I wanted to touch on. Uh, Denis Villeneuve has been saying for a while he wants to do multiple films. Right. He's into this. Um, They're talking maybe three, four, five films. I don't know about that. Obviously, I've only read the first book. But from what I understand, after... Uh, reading some articles online and reading that, and obviously now that's greenlit, we know we're getting Dune too. Mm-hmm. The next book is what uh, Dune Messiah. Sure, I didn't get a pass. I I, I I I love the book. I'm good, but I don't. I I didn't have the desire to continue. As I said in the in, in, in the uh, review. Actually, I'll say this: after watching this movie, I am actually much more interested in Dune Messiah than I was last year after finishing the book. I can see that. I, I see that point for sure. Because apparently Messiah is a much shorter book. I mean, it's hard to be longer when the first right. book was 800 pages. Well, there's right? less to establish. It's already established. So if you could be smarter. Right. But apparently Messiah, and for those of you that are doing geeks, you guys already well know this. So I'm speaking to what you already know, is that Dune Messiah is really the end of Paul's story. Right. From then on, it goes to his progeny. That's why the right. next book of that is what Children of Dune. Right. So, apparently, the rumor is that there's hope for two more films. They'll do Dune Part 2, and then the third movie would either be Dune Part 3 or Dune Messiah, which completes Paul's story arc. The Paul Paul trilogy? Yeah, the Paul trilogy. trilogy. The the Paul double book. Well, it would be in film, but yes, in books, there's only two books. Yeah. But from what I've seen... If they go that route, I'm all for it. Wasn't well, there an HBO show that's going to come out too or something? Or a... Yes, there is going to be a show. I, I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's a prequel show or what, but what about the Benny Gesserit? Oh, it's about, okay, gotcha. I thought, isn't it? I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, Dune, uh, it's called Dune the Sisterhood. Yeah. Well, at least that's what everything's going to be called. Got it. Dune, The Sisterhood, is a direct-to-streaming TV series in development at HBO Max. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any, anything different, super different from the book. I, I, I mean, it's all there. It may be slightly different here and there, but it's, it's done really well. Again, I think, you know, the best thing I can say is that, like, I don't think you can do it better. I, I really don't. Like, I, I, I wouldn't say, like, there should be some other vision of this. Um, but that being said, you know what? I know the uh, it's a tangent, but there's been many different Batmans, and a lot of them I liked, and they're completely different. Right. You know? Who's to say 30 years from now, we're not going to see, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, yeah. we're not going to see another interpretation of Dune. Yeah. But I would never want to see another interpretation of the original three Star Wars movies. Like, do not reboot that fucking thing. That would be horrible. No. no. Right? I agree. Like if they yeah, did that, like, let's, it. yeah, it's like, ugh, don't do that. Um, but you never, who knows? In a hundred years, when everyone that was involved with it's dead, maybe they will. Yeah, but this will live on digitally. We though. won't be around, so yeah, who the hell knows? Nobody can make new content. Um, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's like tangent here, but look what's on TV. Like, what's on network TV now? Magnum PI. Yeah. MacGyver. Yeah. Well, for old people like you that watch CBS, sure. 
I don't watch it. No, I think <laughs> I can't think of a network TV show that I watch still. Uh, I watch stupid shit like uh, Survivor or something. Okay, that's fine. But no, I mean, that's what I mean. It's not. It's not like a fictional content. It's just a yeah. You're not watching. I I honestly can't tell you the last. Yeah, the last network show I watched. You know, do you remember the show Heroes? Man, I love that first yeah. season, first second season of Heroes. That was first season great. Yeah. Second season is trash. Well, I liked what's his name the um the main villain guy. He took over second season, which I thought was good. Uh, um, Spock. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, that was cool. Like you know, you just don't see that on network TV anymore. No. At least uh, I, I don't know. Stumptown. Stumptown was probably the last network show that I liked and watched. Yeah. And they canceled it. That's true. I don't know how much network. Because of COVID. Well, anyways, back to Dune. I don't know if there's anything else we want to cover. Um, did you have a favorite character? Um, actually, I like Jessica much more than I thought I would. Yeah, I can I see that for sure. Ass. Yeah, she was really good. Um, Stellan was pretty scary. Harkonnen, Stellan Skarsgård, but um, oh yeah, he was great. Um, He's always great. Yeah, he's Uh, under a lot of makeup though. It's, I mean, if you don't know it's him, you may not realize it's him. Right, you you have to know his voice. And I loved um, Harvey. I mean, it wasn't in it very long, but Stillgard was great. Yes, yes, very good, very good. So, uh, I don't know that I have a favorite per se, um, but oh. One more thing I want to say, and I I know we before we wrap this up, um, you mentioned the art direction. Let's not forget the sound. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I did have something I to know, say about that. I know we mentioned it earlier before we got into this, kind of when we were talking about the news. Yeah. Yeah. The sound, I mean, it depends on obviously in the theater you're in. Mm-hmm. The sound is integral to this movie. I, I had a friend who watched it on HBO Max on Friday night. I was like, oh my God, he loved it. Yeah. And I'm sure he did. I honestly don't know that I could have enjoyed it as much as I did. I could see if you theater. if you had like these headphones on and it was turned up and you're watching it and you can and you get the if you get a good enough Dolby, then then you can you do it. Probably do I've that. I've got some of those super expensive Sony headphones. Yeah, I'm gonna watch Dune with those headphones on. Yeah, it probably make a big difference. Um, but yeah, and if you put your phone sound, like right this, you know, super close to your face, it's like a big screen TV. No, no, I, I can connect my Bluetooth headphones to my streaming device. <laughs> but it's true. Like if your TV's across the room and if you put the screen right here, it's just as big. It's all relative. True. True. Um, yeah. So I know I said that earlier and I think you wanted to make Don't you have an Oculus well. too? I don't have an Oculus. Oh, I I can see, like, there's theater modes for those. That'd be one reason I get it. You put that on, and it's there. It's like being at the theater. That sounds cool, but I, I buy. I mean, I bought a Switch Lite that I don't need that I still love. Oh, I'm not buying Oculus, but I can understand. Like, if you gave me like to watch a movie that way, that's a cool way to watch it because it, it has. So like, what you're saying is, I need to build a home theater. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I do too, but but so but all that to say, I sorry. Will, okay, let's bring it. up the music. Like, it's Hans Zimmer. Who's great and definitely makes you have all the feels like, you know, see, yes. see Dark Knight, you know, yes. um, probably one of the best, you know, use of uh, tones of fear when you, when, when or uneasiness is every time the Joker's on screen um, yes. really makes that character. It, it really 
what Hans does is he he definitely enhances anybody's acting with the music and sets the mood for that town. I do believe in some spots it was a bit heavy handed. I can see that. everything had a noise. Like sometimes you need to rest. Sometimes you need pure quiet. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. If I we agree. Got I think there are a, a couple scenes on Arrakis. Well, obviously yeah. most of the movie takes place there, but I think there would have been, been a couple of cool scenes uh, when they just show the expanse of the desert if it had gone completely silent. Right. Like pure pin drop. And not just that, you know, everything is, you know, when something's happening, there's a lot of that there. So I think a little bit heavy handed, you know, but still great. Um, Yeah. Minor criticism. Minor, minor, minor. Uh, Because not everything can have that much drama all the time. And his music's very dramatic. Yes. Um, You you can get tired of it. Just the flat out sound of the movie. Yeah. Again. You have to be in a theater that is properly built for that, but right. it really enhanced my enjoyment of the film. Now we didn't see it in IMAX, but did you feel it was it was big enough screen for me and sound? It was just fine. You know, Shaley actually said this. Um, it's vast because you're looking at all these desert vistas, but Denis Villeneuve does a really good job of putting his focus right in the center of the screen. Yeah. You'll see Paul and Chani, whoever else, but on either side of them is lots of, oftentimes lots of nothing, right? lots of expanse. So he filmed it well, so they're in your center line, but then also if you look, you see there's there's just dune everywhere. Right. So- um, We didn't even talk about the worms. Not seeing it on Amex, I don't think hurt well, me. Yeah, I don't think it hurt me either. What about the worms? Loved them. Yeah, they were good. Scary. Scary. Yeah. Um, very Sarlacc like, yeah, very big, very yeah, different. Um, I guess the only thing I didn't buy was when they got away from the last worm, kind of stop. I know they were thumping somewhere else, but it looked like it was like so close. It was very like, right. I'm so close to you that like, why would I stop? I've already got you. <laughs> like, I'm gonna eat you. Then right. I'll get the thumping thing because I, exactly. you know, but it was drama. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um. I, the only other thing that they probably should have done a little bit more of was the importance of water. Like they, they touch on it a little bit. I feel it wasn't maybe as pushed as much as they could. Like in the book, it is like, there's like pages and pages about how sacred water is, how hard it is. I, I, that's the only thing it was felt yeah. a little slight. Am I wrong there? Or what? No, no, no. I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, like the scene where um, Stilgar comes and spits in front of um, Duke Leto. Yeah. Right away, you see Duncan step in and he spits as well. And right. Obviously, the Duke does. So he gets it. It's a different cultural thing. But And maybe it would have been too subtle for some viewers. I can't speak for them. But I know because I read the book, right. the spitting means I'm, you know, this is the most precious commodity on the planet. And on they the say it right. Exactly. Here. Right. And so when he spits, he's like, that's that's like, you know, throwing gold at your feet. Right. It's a very honorable thing he did. Right. And I don't know if that was quite overt enough. I, I don't think it was. Uh, yeah, it wasn't at all because it made it just look like um, it's just a custom. It's not exactly. it's not just a custom. It's a it's a it's huge. Yeah, and and it's, like so much so that like even when somebody dies, they don't waste the blood, the water. Right. Now, they did show them 
walking away. I can't remember the character's name, but once Paul kills that guy yeah. at the end in the duel, yeah. yes, they, they wrap him up so he doesn't lose any moisture. Right. And they bring him with, but then the movie ends before they got get to this, uh, what they call it, what, the, the sea, what, the Sith? Yeah. Seath, yeah, something like whatever, that. Yeah. Where they get to their, you know, their dwellings. So it ends before then, but yeah, I'm hoping the second movie shows that they take that body and basically dehydrate it and take all the water out right. and then give it to Paul. Right. What's well, a big Had deal? Had we seen that now, we would have, you know, been given a better idea of how precious a resource water is. Yeah, that was the the last thing I think uh, to me was like, you know, that's a bigger deal here than than they made it. They made it just look like, oh, look at this guy who came and spit. Yeah, I, I think that could, but but yeah, maybe you know, like it's hard for me to say, and you too, like I said, because we've read the book, so we already know that. So I think after we get done with this podcast, I'll talk to Shaylee about it to see, see if she caught that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Other than that, I'll, I'll probably yeah, watch it again between now and next podcast. Chances are, um, but not, I mean, that doesn't mean we have to talk about it again. But uh, you know, how can our listeners tell us of what they think of of Dune? Well, if you saw Dune and you want to let us know your thoughts, you can find us on Instagram or Twitter at Kybercast or on Facebook. We have both a group and a page at the Cabercast. Cool. And if you have any friends that have seen Dune but not this have not listened to this podcast, what you can do to help this podcast out is share this podcast. It's the best thing you can do to, you know, get our name out there is uh, from friend to friend. So let them know that they can find us on pretty much any podcatcher that you can find from Apple to Spotify and Google and all those cool places. Um and if you'd like to, again, you know, check out uh, patreon.com slash kybercast if you want to uh, give us a little something, something there. And finally, you can always go to our website at kybercast.com. Uh, you can listen to our any of our episodes. Uh, all 119 of them now uh, are all there at the website for you to listen to. And uh, you can go check out our merch store. Got a few things there from t-shirts to mugs and all those cool things with the Kybercast logo. You know, Christmas is coming. Inventory's low for a lot of things. If you got a geek friend out there uh, that you think might like it, get them something from the Kybercast. And um, the only other thing I want to mention, Michael, is in a couple weeks is the Grand Rapids Comic Con. So I'll give them a little plug. If you're in the area, check out uh, the Grand Rapids Comic Con. I think it's probably grcomiccon.com or something like that and uh check it out michael and i might be there we may not we haven't really talked it through we, we don't have a booth or anything um but who knows no maybe booth. maybe we'll have something figured out between now and then we don't know um so <laughs> i don't know until then um we'll catch you next week with another episode of the Kybercast. until then this is the way i have spoken what a piece of junk <laughs> Boring conversation anyway.